All the angels are gone, son. There's only devils left. Hey, Kevin. Hi. Thanks for having me today. Thanks. It's been 16 years since we spoke last. It was at the Open Range Junket. So it's wow. taken me that long to get back in front of you and another Western. Right. And I was thinking about, I mean, being a film critic for almost 25 years now, I'm a huge Western genre fan. I've loved it my whole life. And I can't think of anyone who's championed champion this genre more than you have in modern times. Dances with Wolves, Wyatt Earp, Yellowstone, Open Range. Where did this support come for this genre in your life? Well, I, when they're literate, I, I fall in love with them because there was a l great drama in the West. You know, it wasn't about yep and nope. It was a Victorian age. And the, the, as the country expanded, tried to settle itself, and the people that were here before wouldn't let it go, rightfully, th there was great drama out there. And I'm in love with it. And, I'm, and, and when it's oversimplified, I'm not in love with it. So I pass on a lot of Westerns. But uh, the ones that I'll, you know, I'm planning on making my own, directing one. Uh, it's about, it goes, it's probably like four Westerns. It's, it travels 30 years. And I really want to make that. And I, I really want to make it for people because I'm in love with the story because you, you feel the drama of it. You feel how, how kind of random life was, those who made it and those who didn't. You've had so many highs in your career with this genre and at this point in your career when you get the script from Taylor Sheridan for Yellowstone for the pilot you know how incredible fortunate you are to have something that good come across your desk to have to, just to catapult you again in this genre so was there a point reading the script where you were just like this is just an amazing story I thought it was good I did and I mean I don't give my time to things that I don't think think are are, are good that way and and uh the, the responsibility has expanded. I've accepted it. And, um, and so, you know, as long as I can try, that, that's what I'm about. And, you know, going on at the Dutton Ranch, you know, season one was enough to make me crawl, you know, after the last episode. I can't imagine what's going to happen in season yeah. two. I, are you being secretive or can you just give us, you know, well, what kind of insight? There's so many loose ends. Their foot's on the gas. Yeah, <laughs> there's some loose ends. There's some loose ends. I wanted to say something about the horses in the show and the Wranglers. They, they must be the unsung heroes of these kind of programs because the logistics of taking care of the animals for the performers, having them act on cue, I, I watch and just think, what a, what a challenge it is, that is. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I love doing Westerns because the amount of people that are around, you know, and you see them at breakfast, at lunch, and dinner, and everybody's working for the same things. It's a, it's a, it's a great way to make a living. We're about to find out how big a role you play in this family, son. You understand what I'm asking? Right and wrong so far from this place, I don't think it factors in at all. So tell me what I can expect for season two, because every character left was such a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thank God it's only a few weeks away if I can start season two. <laughs> what can you tell me? It's I been know. a little while. We're rusty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, she left me, so yeah. that's a big, you know part of our storyline so she should have yeah i know <laughs> thank you you know so. i get people in the street that really really hate my guts because i because i love you <laughs> well casey loves you you can see that yeah you can't have the best of both worlds you know and yeah. you finally you know when you said look i'm leaving going to stay with grandpa i was like finally oh my god yes. thank you so much team monica <laughs> um no and i think that that's a really important part of her character is you do see her empowerment and trying to carve out her own life 
away from, you know, the Dutton influence. Um, but at the same time, I mean, she, yeah, she she loves Casey so much and, and wants him to fight for for them. And you spent the entire first season just refusing anything to do with your father, with Kevin Costner. Right. And uh, in the series, uh, the first season, you're going back in the bunkhouse. But yeah. you threw your hat on the bed, so I think season two is going to be really bad luck for Casey. Yeah. <laughs> He's already had a lot of bad luck. I don't, I don't think it gets any better, yeah. Um yeah, you, so basically he's just dealing with the loss of the love of his life, and now, you know, where does he go? And I think he, through those circumstances, he has no choice but to go back home and to start to face some of the things that uh, are troubling him and, and face these demons that are, you know, kind of pulling him away from everything that's good for him and, and also thinking about the future for his son and, and the ranch. And I thought... You know, I just really applaud the Paramount Network for putting this show on because I keep thinking this is an HBO show with the <laughs> violence, with the language, with the subject matter, with the honesty in the writing from Taylor Sheridan. Mm. I just applaud this network putting on something so incredible. Yeah, we do too. I mean, it, we're all, all of us are huge fans of the show and Taylor and I, we were so excited to, to, to be a part of it. And yeah. exactly, it's so fresh and so different and like nothing I'd ever read before. Well, I think for season two, we make sure you discipline Tate. He needs a couple spankings. <laughs> he yeah, he does. drives me crazy. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you yeah. punish this kid? <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're a little too easy on him. <laughs> yeah, especially me. Yeah. I think uh, letting him kill snakes and hang out by himself isn't a good thing, you know. I got to yeah. tighten up the reins a little bit. Hey. Hello. How are you? I had to binge watch the first season. I've seen a couple of episodes, but I you know, kind of got away from it. But mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to watch this show because... There are so many cliffhangers going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't wait. I'm spoiled now. So, <laughs> and, and Cole, I'm telling you, you know, I love your character of Rip. He has such loyalty. Mm. Um, but he also does the bidding for the ranch, mm. you know, the evil stuff, mm. you know. But you're just so likable for some reason. You're just one of the, <laughs> uh, just an iconic American cowboy. Yeah, you know, I just, there's something about your character that it just, it just you just yeah. want to trust him. Well, thank yeah. you, yeah. You're but the I- fixer. Yeah, I mean, he's many things, you know, and I think the most important thing when you're playing somebody like Rip at times is is not to play him evil, it's just to play him like a normal person because I don't think he looks at himself as a bad guy or a fixer or, you know, he looks at himself as kind of many different things for for John and for the ranch and for the family and for Beth. And so I think what was important to me and Taylor when we spoke about him was not to make him this evil, mean, spirited guy. It's actually just to make him very normal. You know, like, this is just part of my day-to-day work. Mm-hmm. And while watching this show, all of the female parts have, are such strong characters, mm-hmm. such strong. I mean, we have the governor mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. Uh, Montana. We have a senator. And, you know, so when you were reading this script for the first time, mm-hmm. did you have those, what I call, like, put-down moments? Just like, because Taylor Sheridan's his dialogue, just like, you know. Did oh, you yeah. Re- oh, for sure. I mean, I, I remember when uh, every episode would come in in my inbox, and it would be like whatever I was doing, I'd pull over in my car and I would sit there and, you know, I would just, it was exciting to get a Taylor Sheridan script. I mean, it's so rich. It's and so abundant. And your character is one of the most juiciest roles, not just for a woman, but That's just right. in general. That's right. If she yeah. was written as a man, it would be as yeah. juicy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I And I mean, you taking baths and horse troughs and just, yeah, and, you know, beating up Wes Bentley. And yeah. I mean, I'm just like, every time you come on screen, I just kind of clutch my pillow. I'm like, yeah. what is she going to do next? <laughs> it's great. a great, that's an absolutely great sort of quality in her is that you don't know. So it's super, you know, it's very entertaining. And I always wondered, did you have to go to like a boot camp to ride horses? Were you required to do that? I'm not required, but, you know, I, I'm one of the kind of actors that 
requires it on my own. You know what I mean? So I went out there a month before and, and rode with Taylor, rode with Ross Coleman, Ross, uh, Jake Ream. I mean, basically anybody and everybody. I just started roping, you know. I did a little bit of cutting. You know, I also did uh, uh, reining as well, which Taylor is like, it's his passion. If he wasn't, you know, a director, writer, he would be, uh, you know, a reiner. So, you know, I just continued to, you know, jump on different animals, different saddles, and over time kind of found my seat. And your character is so destructive when it comes to men. She is mm. just, you know, being an alcoholic and being mm. daddy's affection and problems with her mother. I mean, it's just you need so much therapy. I, I, I feel sorry for you. But I feel sorry for the therapist, actually. <laughs> but in season two, can you give us any insight where your characters are going? Because you had that line towards the end of the season one where you're like, you know, I don't care who you, you know, I just care about you. I love that line. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. There's so many great lines in the yeah. series, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what can we expect for season two that you more can More of us. Well, right? there's definitely more of us. Beth yeah. is on the wagon for the most part. <laughs> um, you know, she's resigned herself that she's going to be daddy's foot soldier and get things done and help him. So she kind of, as he said to her in season one, you got to man up. <laughs> that's how he gets his answers oh yeah. okay yeah he's talking so <laughs> someone, someone tells him his answer is into his the guy from Vegas <laughs> yeah. sell sell okay. sell, yeah. sell. That's why they're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys Yellowstone I have to admit I binge watched it and I am just so sympathetic you're the only sane one really in this what? entire series what you're season two you're, not, you're, we're not you're talking the first you. person that ever called me sane yeah you <laughs> are the sensible you are the sensible one in this show with the voice of so reason so far that's true, yeah, true so but. far he's sensible but you know life is life and it takes you down some paths and Jamie's susceptible to certain paths and you and do evil for everyone else but you're not evil and you're trying to be evil and it just doesn't work that's right. Yeah, he has a hard time with it. I think. I think. But he. I think he thinks he needs to do it, or otherwise he won't have the say in the family that he wants. And for Jamie, as a vulnerable person like he is, that's gonna that's gonna be a, a problem. And it takes him to some some weird areas. And leaving us with season one, you two in cahoots. Mm. I mean, just like maybe you know. And it's so funny. You're just this. You're just like a rich. Capitalistic. I mean, you just have such incredible ambitions, mm -hmm. you know. And I don't know where, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy in this show, because it's like you want to do good, but you use evil to do good. You know, everyone does. Yeah, that's that's really a, a hallmark, um, you know, signature for Taylor. This, this is my third project with him, and he loves the moral ambiguity in his characters. He wants to present the questions you you answer the questions for yourself, mm -hmm. but you know. The, Human beings uh, operate in their own self-interest, and if we're honest with ourselves, we all do that. So how do you maneuver through life, you know, trying to be the person you imagine you want to be or do the good things that you want to do and, and uh, you know, resolve all those issues? Now, there was enough trouble and cliffhangers in Season 1. Neil, what are you going to do for Season 2? What kind of trouble are you making? Because in the sizzle reel, there's not much of you, but there's enough to go, whoa. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, he, he devised a really wonderful character with Malcolm Beck, and, and, and it's, uh, it was a lot of fun. To, you know, look, I got to work opposite Kevin, these guys, <coughs> the words of Taylor Sheridan, uh, and I got to wear a cowboy hat. You know, it, all of that is just awesome. But the drama, the, the level of drama that they put together is really just truly amazing. Uh, and to play Malcolm Beck was, you know, it, it's, you know, I'll look back in this and realize that this is one of the highlights of my career and my life. And got to meet, you know, some great new friends and, and really have some fun on set. 
And not only are you just abused, as Jamie just kicked around, but literally all those fight scenes, you know, with Kelly. <laughs> I mean, were there any loose punches? Because it looked pretty serious. You know, Kelly was, uh, Kelly had, I don't think she had ever done a fight scene before uh, our first fight scene in season one in the barn. And uh, she was very nervous and she worked very, she wanted to work a lot on it. And because of that, no, 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 no wild punches. And she was very good at it. And so um, she sold it better than I did. <laughs> Um, so, no, luckily, but, you know, we got a long time to go, so there's a lot of potential there. Uh, and being from Las Vegas, we have the Paiute tribe. We have people, from, the best friends of mine are Navajo, and I have Hopi. And the show reflects such an honesty because I asked to visit when they go back to New Mexico or Arizona, and they're like, no, they don't want outsiders and nothing personal. They call it the res, and they say this show is so honest about life on the reservation, and they've never seen that before. Yeah, well, it's... That, that that way of life has been hard and 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 it's you know um and and native americans it, it you know everybody thinks that they can re- recover should be able to recover but it it was it, it was such a it was a, such a giant unfairness that that occurred and it's like you don't get over it yeah that um <clears throat> that really kind of sends back to taylor because uh, in his younger years taylor you know spent quite a bit of, a number of years with um, the Lakota people and, and several of the tribes up there. So he has a sensitivity about that. But he's also created what I think is one of the first uh, contemporary Native characters that are empowered uh, as a resourceful individual and not playing the victim as he's ha- as the Native people have always been portrayed. So uh, that's probably the most exciting uh, part about it for me. Yeah, I think that that was so important with Taylor and, and, you know, I I mean, he's from Texas, but just that level of authenticity within the world and and the politics that happen. Um, And, and yeah, and I think that, I mean, that's what I love how he wrote Monica, you know, with this this sense of freedom and, and intelligence and sensitivity. And, and I think that all of, uh, all of the native characters are written with, you know, such complexity and, and, um, and yeah, and I yeah, he's done a great job. And finally, I applaud the Paramount Network too. You know, putting something this bold on—it's it, so the courage is amazing. Yeah, listen, when you want to stand out, you have to stand for something, and you have to take a chance. If you're going to take a chance, take it on something that's literate, that that you know where you you know can see yourself. You know, total thrill. Thanks so much, Kevin. Thanks. It's gone to another DefCon level, if you will. The gloves are really off. So where do we go from there? 